All right, Rodney. So uh, every single week, you tell us about. We're jumping right into it. This this episode, by the way. Yeah, we're jumping. I right, no, we got. We bad. got. I have no idea what you're we've about got, to say already. We've got work to do. We got to get into this. Um, every week, you tell our listeners about uh, a show called Checked Out in Jersey that we're on each yeah, week. I do. Um, we have a little special surprise. Before that, why don't you tell them again what that show is all about? Uh, so Checked Out in Jersey is a show that they do on uh, Facebook Live on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so you can uh, check out the show there. It's it's a very Howard Stern esque feeling show. Uh, they have different guests come on. Uh, I would say like the content that you you find on there. That's what it makes. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, and uh, so it's hosted by by Matt and his co host Pete. Pete, yeah, correct. Yep. And Pete, uh, my favorite Matt, you know the host, the host. See, here's the deal. So Matt <laughs> recently, uh, you know, he he differentiated between you and me, Rodney, in a way that I wasn't necessarily. Uh, comfortable with or even thinking of prior but i now now i feel like i'm forced to take sides so he he drew lines between like coast ho, ho, wait coast he drew coast. lines between host and co-host yeah uh you know he and pete you know being that and then and then you and i he said it's me and him versus you and pete and at first i was like i don't know but now like it's gotten so aggressive that i like instinct like i just now have drawn line and i'm like ready to go yeah well that's fine i'm, I'm not you know what i i've listened to pete uh, if I'm on Pete's team, I feel like uh, I'm on the winning team. Um, so anyway, exactly. so Matt Matt's joining us right now, and he is somebody who um, is very very good at what he does. Let's be honest. He uh, writes almost everything for that show, and he gets those guests on there. And he uh, they do a live show, which is way more difficult than what we do. And they do it for two hours, basically an hour and a half easily, which is way more difficult than what we do. So anyway, Matt. So a little while ago, you asked us to come on your show and do a movie segment each week. Um, yeah. At first, I don't think any of us really knew what that was going to turn into, especially because we didn't know each other prior to that. Um, right. But uh, we've been having a lot of fun with it, and we enjoy telling our listeners about it. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about where that idea came from and what you've thought so far? Yeah, sure. Do, do your listeners that you tell about it, do they actually listen to ours? Uh, I know Lyndon has gone over, and also yeah, uh, Lyndon, Justin yeah. from Virginia has, has checked out. Checked Justin out from Virginia. All right. Well, uh, that would be great uh, if they uh, communicate with us, uh, you know, and let us know. But um, th- thanks to them, first of all, for uh, coming over and anybody else who we don't know of. And also thanks to you guys for uh, for going along with me here. But the original intent of the show actually was I, I, I thought maybe I would just turn the reins over to you guys and you would just do a, like a very abbreviated version of what you do on your show, like in two minutes two and a half minutes or something to get people to a check out the movie, but also check out your show as well. Um, but then the first time we had you on, you know, we said, well, we'll, we'll talk to you this time and kind of interview you and introduce you and get to know you and let the audience get to know you. And I like talking to you guys. So it became a segment now where, uh, we do the show and we have you guys come on and talk about, the show or the, I'm sorry, the movie that you mentioned last week or that you recommended last week and we'll go and watch it and then uh, we'll tell you what we thought about it and then you'll tell us about what next week's homework assignment is. And it, it exposes me to things that I would not otherwise watch. So let's talk the contest. All right. Let's so, talk the contest. So Matt, the, the big question, we, we talked about it last week. 
we just kind of put it out there, but we asked you to come on today to explain more in detail this contest yeah. that our two shows are doing together. Uh, the contest, Down in Jersey contest. Uh, you guys are going to ask a question on your show that we give you for our audience to listen to your show and go and answer, okay? And vice versa. You give us a question or you'll, you'll deliver it on, on your show or on our show in your segment. And then our audience, I'm sorry, your audience that has come over to us is then going to go to down in Jersey contest at gmail.com and send their answer in. Now, the beauty of the whole thing is it doesn't matter what your answer is. It doesn't even matter what the question is. All you have to do is send an email in with any kind of answer to the question. If the answer is good, at least on our show, checked out in Jersey, we will read the answer on the air. Um, even if it's a bad answer, maybe we'll even read it on the air. Uh, but whatever, get it in there. And you have, so that means each week or each question, right? Yeah, each week, you've got two opportunities, two possible entries if you listen to both of our shows and answer both questions. Now, at the end of the six weeks, we're going to put all the names of the people that have uh, submitted an, a an answer in a hat as many times as they have submitted an answer. So if you answer both questions each week, then you're going to have 12 entries and your name will be in the hat 12 times. So that's 12 chances of winning. It's good math. Thank you. Um, the if, best you, if math. you only, if you only answer one, you're still going to go in the, in the hat, but you only got one little piece of paper in that hat. With your name, and then on the the final uh, week or whatever, we will uh, we will pick the name out of uh, a hat on our show because it's a live video show, and, and that way people can't call you know shenanigans on us because they'll see us actually pu pull it out of the hat. Here's what the prize is. Now there's two prizes. You can get either both prizes or one of them if you're too far away. And so we're we're saying to you, uh, don't just be like, oh, I don't live in Boston or I don't live in Jersey. I don't live on the East coast. So I can't enter this contest because I won't be able to partake in the prize because that's why we have two: a physical prize and a, what, what's, what, what would the word be? Uh, an experiential if, prize, experiential prize. Thank you very much. The experiential prize is <laughs> when Chet and Rodney stop in Jersey to, uh, to see us and hang out with us, you get to come with us on a Sunday day afternoon and uh we're gonna go brewery hopping here in jersey and the beauty of it is in hackettstown new jersey where, we, where our studio is there's three breweries and so we don't have to go very far to experience these breweries and uh you will get to uh hang out with us then come back to the studio where we will do a live episode of checked out you'll be able to sit in with us on the in the studio and then we'll also include you in the show uh you know for maybe a couple of minutes uh, if you're really boring then literally a couple of minutes if you're if you're not boring uh more um and uh you get to bring a guest with you as well uh you've got to get your ass down here and you're paying for your beers but you get to hang out with us and, and what more can you want i mean really i mean you love both of our shows uh why wouldn't you want to hang out with us but really also we would like to really get to know you guys it's nice to know our friends listen, our family listens, whatever, and they, they give us feedback. But we also want to meet the people that we don't know that listen. 
That's actually a really good, because that's the thing too, is I would, you know, we, we have so much fun throughout the week talking to these different people. It'd be nice to be able to hang out with some of them. Um, Matt, you said that you're going to have a question for our listeners that they can answer. What's the question this week? Yes. I'm sorry. I hate to, I hate to do this on you, but I didn't say what the second prize was. The second prize, the physical prize is something that we're going to mail to you. It is a big box of magic care package, courtesy of the big box of magic. Uh, which is this uh, magic kit that is coming out. It's uh, actually available now. If you go to bigboxofmagic.com, you can buy it. But I would wait and hold off on that because we're working on getting a promo code for our listeners. And if they use that promo code, they're going to get a discount. I don't know what the discount is yet, but they're working on putting that all together on the website. So hold off on that and listen to our show, Checked Out in Jersey, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, find out all that information, but also in that care package, we're also going to put other prizes of unspeakable value, courtesy of the big box of magic. Some of those prizes are, yeah, I'll give you an example. Uh, we've got some unopened (laughs) Dale Earnhardt action (laughs) figures, Dale Earnhardt Jr. No, but the thing about it is it makes dads cool again. That's the whole idea is that, you know, you're like, you're this like dad. And you're almost 40 or you are 40, but you don't feel old and irrelevant, yet you are old and irrelevant. And your kids don't, you know, really get it. And But this is going to make you cool again. And and also they're going to have other things uh, available, which won't make any sense unless you've seen our interview with Daddy O Sugar last week. So I'm not even going to mention it. What's the question is your next question. The question for our listeners who have so kindly come on your show to listen for the question, and I hope they stick around and uh, after this contest is over, keep listening to your show. But uh, our question this week is, if he didn't have such gorgeous eyes, would the passing of Chris Cornell be as sad? So just to be clear, the the first question was, is Casey Anthony hot? Right. And now this next one is, is this recently passed away person only tragic because he had beautiful eyes? I don't even know that I really agree with the premise. Because I think that if someone were to list the reasons why Chris Cornell was a notable death this week, his beautiful eyes might be 38. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. But I have to be ridiculous, right? I I love it. I actually love it. Matt, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, Look forward to doing more stuff with you guys. Look forward to being there. This summer in Jersey, um, yeah, yeah, me too. To show us where you claim to have the best pizza. Um, oh, which, you is know, that a thing we have to do? Say again. Is that a thing we have to do now? We have to prove that our pizza is better. I've just been around a lot of different places. I've had some really good pizza. Even if I were to agree that it's great pizza, I would probably be like, "Yeah, but it's New York pizza. It's not New Jersey pizza." St- stubbornly, anyway. Oh, oh, I'll, I'm the first one to tell you it's New York pizza. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to admit that it's any New Jersey anything. Yeah, but it's made with like New Jersey dough that has New Jersey water somewhere in it. <laughs> that's true. That's so. true, and that's why our pizza is so good because our polluted water makes for delicious dough. That has to be true somehow. It is true. Pete knows it that is true. As the chef. And but Matt, yeah, remind so, us again what the question of the week is. All right, the question of the week is, uh, what what the hell was it? Uh, if uh, if his eyes weren't so beautiful. Would the death of Chris Cornell be as tragic 
okay. as it is. All right. So okay. um, go to downinjersey at gmail.com. Answer that question. We hope to see you no, in Jersey. No, it's not down in Jersey. It's down in Jersey contest at gmail.com. Okay. You got to get that straight. Okay, go to, buddy? Go to down in Jersey contest at gmail.com. Right. And answer the question. We'd love to see you there in Jersey, whoever it is. Yeah, so. yeah, we really would. And believe me, I'm not as obnoxious in person as I am on the show. Especially after so. a brewery tour. Yeah, but by that point, I'll be wanting a nap. Um, Chet and Rodney, thank you for finally, after eight weeks of having you on our show, uh, finally having us on your or me on yours. Yeah, where's um, Pete? We- <laughs> Unbelievable. Pete was invited. Welcome. Thank you for joining the show, Matt. For You can tell Pete that uh that he still has another eight weeks to wait all right thanks again to matt and now rodney to the episode really quickly because we've uh had a longer intro than normal but good stuff we had to cover yeah so uh what's the movie we're looking at today the movie that we're looking at is don't think twice that's right it's a netflix find but it's also it's also on Redbox. and by the way i was looking at Redbox today and there were a ton of movies that we've talked about on the podcast in Redbox. Like people yeah, yeah. basically don't have any excuse right now, right now, currently, yeah. currently, as of May twenty first, two thousand seventeen. You have no excuse to not have a movie to watch. This I week. agree. Because I agree. There was The Edge of Seventeen, The Nice Guys, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, Arrival, The Nice Guys. I typed you it twice, that. so I said it twice. And <laughs> Captain so Fantastic. So nice. You said it twice. And Hunt for the Wilder People. People have literally. Yeah. No excuse. So, okay. Yeah. So the movie is Don't Think Twice. It's on Netflix and also Redbox. Um, and the movie we're avoiding this week is Ted 2, which we'll, we'll get to that. It's pretty obvious avoid, but yes. And we're doing something a little bit different. Instead of doing a topic, we did a would you rather question and we'll get to that as well. Excellent. You ready? Ready. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, Don't Think Twice, it stars Keegan-Michael Key, Jillian Jacobs, who we love in that, yeah. uh, the Netflix love. show Love, yes, mm-hmm. uh, and Mike Berbiglia? No, Berbiglia. Berbiglia, Ber-Biglia. Who, also, who also directs also directs the movie. Yeah. Um, it's only an hour and a half long. It's a comedy drama, rated R. Uh, it's basically, so it's about a group of friends who are an improv group, an improv comedy group in New York City. In their dream, each of them is to end up on, well, essentially Saturday Night Live. They don't right. call it Saturday Night Live in, right. in the movie. What but did they? Yeah. yeah. It's called like The Weekend Live. Yeah, The Weekend or Live, or, so, live yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Um, but anyway, so that's that's all of their collective dreams. And um, they are a you know, mildly successful improv group, like yeah. enough to where they have a little bit of a following. Uh, and then it's how it's how the friendship deals with when one or two of them begin to find success and the rest of them don't because they're right. they're not young they're like in their like not young in terms of chasing chasing that type of a dream right they're, they're, yeah yeah they're kind of at the at the point in their lives where they're now teetering on is this something we really want to keep doing yeah you either have to yeah you um, you, you kind of have to make a choice you know, it's expensive to live in the city and they're just kind of like we're just kind of struggling through um in like their mid to late thirties so yeah um, when when two of them find success. It's how the rest of them and, and also how their friendship kind of, you know, changes or the challenges it faces. So, right. Um, right. But Rodney, I first heard about this movie from you. You told me to watch it several times. Yeah. And I finally did because I was yeah. sick and I had no other choice. <laughs> you had no other choice. Um, yeah. So it's a movie that, you know, I'll be honest, I was biased. Like I was going to, I knew I was going to love it. Um, I'm a huge Mike Birbiglia fan uh, who's a stand up comedian. I've seen him uh, live twice and, had listened to a bunch of interviews about this movie coming out and um, 
you know, I think Ira Glass from This American Life is the producer on it. So it was a, it was a movie I was predisposed to like to begin with. Um, but I think, you know, the, the really interesting part is essentially it's something that Mike Birbiglia talks about. The, the story that he's telling is one that, you know, he was, you know, really aware of. And actually it was like his wife who had pointed it out to him like, oh, it's kind of crazy. You know, she had seen this one interaction of like an improv group, uh, an improv being kind of this like ultimate democracy. Everyone's got to be on the same page working towards one goal. But that had, you know, really commercially successful people, but then also just kind of right. regular improv actors, right, you know? Right, right, yep. uh, and she was like, it's such a crazy dynamic to, to kind of watch that. Um, but also just to talk through like, you know, how do you, how do you deal with someone becoming really commercially successful versus the other one not, you know, right. like, which is that, a question you and I are going to have to face eventually. But, yeah, you know, I with, agree with us. Yeah. I mean, like when, when inevitably I'm commercially successful and you're not, yeah. is that what you're one of us, one of us will have to face that. Well, yeah. I mean, one, one of us, like I'm looking at you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yes, no, so it's, um, so I'm going to just jump right into the ratings because I do think that that like has, you know, tells somewhat of the story. But it, um, I knew going into it as I was like listening to interviews and, and talk about the movie that it was a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's, yeah. I mean, I, I don't say crazy in the sense that it doesn't deserve it, but that's, you don't see it's that. high. I don't no. think there's hundred percent, right? They don't no, no, no. And I think, you know, I, it was like one of those stats, at least initially I was like, what? Is, no, not like yeah. the rotten tomatoes, but, um, so critics, I think love, like absolutely love the movie. Um, on IMDb right now, it's a 6.8. Um, okay. So that, that actually is an interesting, yeah, I think dynamic. dichotomy. Yeah, I agree. Yep. It, to me, it seems like a 6.8 for IMDb is I think too low. Like if I'm if I'm deciding on a movie just yeah. based on IMDb scores, six point eight is probably where I say, I'm you know I'm going to keep looking. Yeah, right. Or you sit or there anything and you, below you, a seven. It's you have some some level of caution going into a six point eight. I agree with you. Well, I think what it shows is if Rotten Tomatoes is is at a ninety nine percent, I think what it shows. I mean, we already did say that you and I off 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 mic had said that IMDb there weren't a lot of votes yet, like ten thousand. Right. I think is yeah um, yeah, which is far less yeah. than than most. Yep. But but still, I think it shows something, and I right. think what it's showing is that the average person. So if you're, you know, if you're not if you're not in the industry, like if you're not someone who's struggling to be, you know, make it as a musician or or as a writer or as a, you know, an actor, like right. it might not mean the same thing to yeah. you. And I think that with the critics, you know, maybe they're a little bit closer to the industry where right. they see it and they say, "Wow, that was a really right. good portrayal of of right. you know what that world is like." Yeah, I think um, no, I I agree with you, and I th- you know I guess. Ninety nine percent is pretty high. I, I thought it's you know, highest. yeah. I I I gave it an eight. I uh, it was a movie I really enjoyed, and you know, if I were gonna point out a reason why the average person should watch it, is I think it's just a really great portrayal of like, okay, how do friendships and our lives evolve, right, as we go forward, and yeah. um, you know, I think we all want to pursue passions. We all want to you know, chase after our dreams. And at some level too, we make choices based on what's right for our lives and for the lives of us, uh, of those around us. Right. Right. Um, So I think in this movie, you see people making decisions. You see someone, you know, having the opportunity for success, but realizing like this is going to put an incredible strain or potentially lose all of 
uh, all of their friends, right? Yep. You have somebody else who has the opportunity to make that decision as well and says, I don't want the fame. I would prefer to be where I'm at right now. Yep. <laughs> you have the people who are really jealous of those who are successful. Yeah. You know, like that, the fact that it's not them, you know, right. uh, the Mike Birbiglia character, I think is portrayed as someone who they think, you know, he thinks more highly of the work that they produce than like, you know, it's almost like, I don't get why people around me can't see right, that I'm the most talented. He's kind of like the leader of the uh, improv comedy right. group, but he, I think he might've put it together in the first place. So when he right. sees others kind of starting to get more more success. I think it, well, his character is one that is interesting because he deals with it in a uh, like a very visceral way. Right. Like very. So I think what's interesting. You said you gave it an eight. Yep. Okay. So six point eight on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes ninety nine percent. It just hit Netflix. So yeah, that tells me a lot more people are going to start seeing it. Right. I think so. I, I, would, I hope so. I would expect the IMDb rating to go up. I think so too. The only thing is that it's a very indie movie. Yep. Um. But let me let me let me chime in because I want yeah. to say why we're recommending it this week. I would say, and I think we'll probably transition beyond this, but I would say the reason we're recommending it is because it's 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 a fun movie. It's not so it's like it's heartfelt in the sense that it's making you kind of think about what would I feel like if I were in this person's shoes and looking at my you know close friend who I've done work with gain success and I'm still struggling, right? Right. But then also, what would it look like if I gained success? And my group of friends who I love were still struggling, right? Right. And so it's 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 really heartfelt in that way, but also it's really funny because oh, yeah. they're an improv comedy groups, so you right. see their sketches throughout the movie, like right. kind of in different segments, and they're really, really hysterical. Right. And so I think that's like it's like this like uh almost like dramatic, melodramatic movie. Yeah. Like it has like a a somber yep. feel to it. Right. But it's but it's funny throughout. And it's full. I mean, yeah, and I think it's it's full of actual stand-up comedians. I mean, Michael Keegan Key is a you know, stand-up comedian, sketch sketch artist, Mike Birbiglia is a stand-up comedian. Um they're all people from that world for the most part. Yeah, agreed. And so I mean, ultimately I gave it an eight as well. Yeah. So um, dueling eights. Du- dueling eights. Yes, but and the Ocho. Okay, that's a that's a deep cut reference of another movie that potent. I don't know would 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 dodgeball fit on one to avoid or one to recommend? I think no, it recommend that's, right. That's a recommend. That's a recommend. I've got another recommend that I should talk to you after. I won't ruin it, um, okay. but I've got another one that just recently went back on Netflix that I would like to. We should do an episode on. Sounds uh, good. So the uh, you know my favorite segment, Chad. I'm going to ask you now uh, what the professional said best and worst review. Hey. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Lose entirely. I like you a lot. Was it hard to find a worse review for this one? It was. It was. Um, most of them were were pretty positive. Um, even the worst of the worst had mostly good things to say. Um, and that came from... So we're going to start with the worst review, as always, so we can end on a more positive note. Are you about to sneeze? Looks like you're like... Yeah. Like loading up a, a like a solid sneeze like nope. right at me though unlike your cough i was trying to stifle the noises i coughed in a in a moment where i figured eh rodney's not saying anything worth it right now we'll cut this out anyway okay <laughs> <laughs> okay so the worst review came from consequence of sound sounds like a band <laughs> sounds like a band like like a high school band like tweeted out consequence of sound just saw the don't think the twice ghosts um, of pasha what what kind of music would Consequence of Sound play? Rock. If they were a band. 
Rock. Rock. Hard rock. Yeah. The yeah. consequence of sound. Yeah, Speaking it would be of hard it'd rock. be it'd be a CD cover with someone's ear, like just an ear with blood coming out. Bleeding of it. ear. I knew. I absolutely. I right? agree. Speaking of, of hard rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you know that I was given uh, free tickets and a backstage pass to the Metallica concert yesterday, and I turned it down because it was the Metallica concert. <laughs> so I feel like someone out there listening should is, say that right now. People are mad. probably so furious well, at you. I think, but is it worse that I didn't go? Or would it be worse that I, I'm not a fan and I would have gone and not really appreciated it? Like, I'm hoping that it was given um, to them somebody else who might have had a better I time. think what everybody else would say is, yeah, one, if it were, like, in your hand, then you should have given it to someone who would appreciate it. Or it two... Was not, it was not physically in my hand. Or two, if it was an experience like that either you were going to have or no one was going to have, then I think what someone would rightfully say is you owed it to everybody else who'd want that experience to go and try and appreciate it and try and understand what everyone else values. I think those are the two options. I mean, that sound logic. Um, Thank you. Let's get back to uh, our indie band consequence of sound. (laughs) Um, I think they're, so they're actually like some sort of a publication that I I've never heard of. Like I've never seen their name pop up during any time we've done best and worst. Yeah. What's like the URL for this? I feel like people are like, what did they say? Oh yeah. 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 And I don't, Okay. Consequence of Sound said, um, Don't Think Twice is a brisk, engaging watch. It's sweet, it's melancholy, and perhaps most importantly, it's hilarious. And despite the film's soft teeth, it's still the most honest and unfiltered exploration of improv comedy you're likely to find out of Hollywood. That's the worst review. (laughs) Oh, it's a pretty positive review. The worst thing it said was that it has soft teeth, which I think, like... (laughs) How could you like say that? You know sen- I have soft teeth. It's like a Do you sensodyne, know what that line is? sensodyne commercial or You know I have soft teeth. How could you say that? I mean, I guess that's what ninety-nine percent rotten tomatoes means is that there there are no negative critic reviews. I guess that's true. That's that's another man, you're filled with sound logic tonight. You know, I, I think it's it's every night. It's just I don't you, you don't always recognize uh, it. The best review came from Wow. The New York magazine. The New York magazine? The New York magazine, which by so not the new yorker but i think it still gets second hand oh yeah oh yeah yeah from the new yorker but okay so it says it's funny and inspiring and harsh and depressing i think it's saying in like a good way though yeah yeah it's steeped in existential dread i don't know how berbiglia pulled it off but he gets the minutiae of an improv comedy show thrillingly right while using the form to build a kind of allegory of the corrosive effects of capitalism yeah, it's a, I mean, it's well-written review, too. I said Verbiglia. Um, I spoke too soon. Verbiglia. <laughs> I'm so proud. You know that he's from he's from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. I was going to tell you that. Uh, oh, I knew that. Yeah, he went to... Uh, it's, uh, it's So I went and saw him uh, do stand-up comedy uh, with with someone that I worked with who grew up in Shrewsbury and, like, knew him from, like, growing up. Well, Shrewsbury tastes like Shrewsbury. Uh, and so I I think all of that is just really well said. And I do think that the, the one thing I would say is from all of the interviews, I mean, one, I think he gets all the details and they said like, I don't know how he pulled it off. I'd be like, well, because you know, he's pretty close to that world. I think he knows the details pretty well. Um, but one of my favorite things or one of the favorite interview like components is he would do these, like he'd have a whole bunch of people come over and like do like reads and, like work on the script so he had like all of his like close friends and that he would just order like super high-end pizza for everyone 
because he's a huge like pizza nerd like pizza yeah. nerd or like pizza snob like pizza like, nerd pizza like he nerd, knows all like, the ingredients and no no, no tell like, you like yeah like he this ingredient is yeah not pizza snob like this not way. not necessarily pizza snob so i would say pizza nerd in the sense like he loves all different types of pizzas and like how he's kind of embarrassed by the fact that like that is one of his like things he's like that he that he he does he call himself no 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 he doesn't call himself a pizza nerd or anything but he i still contend that the idea of it being a nerd like you're making it sound like he's like a really smart pizza lover not that he's like a really particular that to me would be like a snob basically he like he's like uh you ever see like good eats alton brown food network yeah where he's he's like a food nerd you know like he like knows okay. the details of, of different stuff and so i wouldn't say it's a pizza pizza snob because he he would eat all kinds of pizza and i don't care chet i hope one day if one of us is commercially successful or both of us that we do big big reads with people coming over or have people workshop stuff with just pizza well last time we had a, a studio audience and if, if people want to come over again i'll buy pizza i don't care yeah just to, sounds fun. Yeah, we could do that. Just have people come over, yeah. listen to an episode, Let's eat go. pizza. That'd be great. Why not? That'd be a blast. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. All right, so the movie we're avoiding this week is Ted 2. So this yes. is interesting, though, because Ted 1 was pretty good. So like Ted 1... Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family Guy. It's about, you know, the teddy bear, Ted. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Um, pretty good. Yeah. Told one cohesive story. Yeah. So I think people might have been anticipating Ted 2 to be... I wasn't. Maybe good. Maybe. Yeah. I think a lot of people might have been. I think people knew that they were going to watch it no matter what, because, like, the first one, like, probably earned it. But right. I think, you know, and you and I've talked about it. It's, it's just like a non-cohesive, just... It's a mess. Family Guy. It's a mess. Sketch, but then it's like, yeah, but I don't want to watch one like human version of Family Guy for two hours but that doesn't tell one well, good the, story. Right. The first one did that, but it was like it was good. It was yeah. But I so the reason so this this whole segment's about movies that you might think are worth your time that we're saying like no 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 not not worth your time. Whether that be ones yeah. you're you're seeing on lists somewhere or like best Netflix movies or ones that are being promoted. Yep. Um, by Netflix. This is uh, this is one that, that seems to be popping up a few different places. Recently. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's got the name recognition. What I will say though is that perhaps the funniest scene from either Ted One or Ted Two is in this movie. Yes, and for that, what we're going to do, we're going to put a different spin on this segment for you, the yes. uh, the listener. Yep, and say, look, we've found the best scene. Yes, and we're going to play it for you right now. Yes, so you've gotten everything you need out yes. of Ted Two. That's it. like we're saying, don't waste your time. And if you're going to waste your time for any value, we're, we're bringing you the value. So let me tell you what this scene is. So Ted, the teddy bear, works at a grocery store and Liam Neeson walks in and it's like a cameo appearance. And he is, uh, he wants to buy a box of tricks cereal. Which he fears is only for kids. Right. Because we've all heard, you know, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. So here we go. Hey. Hello. I'd uh, like to ask a few questions about this breakfast cereal. Uh, yeah, yeah, box of tricks. That's right. I've been led to understand that tricks are exclusively for children. Is that correct? Well, I, I mean, they say uh, tricks are for kids in the commercials. Uh-huh, but it, uh-huh. 
And is that enforced by law? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. So if I purchase these tricks, there'll be no trouble? No, no, you, you, sh- you should be fine. You do understand that I myself am not a child? I, I was able to sniff that out, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring these back to my apartment. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. And, uh, I won't be followed. Uh, no, that's, that's not in our budget here. So I, I just, I love that scene. It's the best, it's the <laughs> so I won't be followed. <laughs> I just uh, like that. It's not, not in our budget here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the best scene of either Ted 1 or Ted 2. And so for that matter, just skip on past Ted 2. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. All right, so we're doing something a little bit different this time. So typically at this point in the episode, we would be doing uh, a topic. Um, it was hard to pick one for Don't Think Twice or one that pertained to Don't Think Twice. What are we going to do? Favorite improv? Like that's I don't know. Who's favorite improv. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, so for this, we decided let's let's do something a little different. Let's do a would you rather question. <laughs> so like always, we asked for listener interaction. We put a poll up on Twitter. It's still active as, I, as we're recording right now. Um, but Rodney, the question was, I'm going to ask you first. Okay. In a battle to the death. Yep. So this is like loser dies. Okay. Would you rather, you have the choice. Yep. Would you rather be in a rap battle, R-A-P, rap battle with yes. Eminem. Got it. Or a rap battle, W-R-A-P, with Buddy the Elf. So like gift wrapping. Yeah. Whatever that would mean to you. Um, so is it, is, I just need to ask one question cause I have an answer either way, but it depends on the answer to this one question. Sure thing. Rap battle with Buddy the Elf. Is it for completeness, perfection, or for quantity? Whatever it means to you. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that you could beat him in any of those ways? Uh, yeah, I think I could, I could, I could potentially beat him in like, if it's just quality of rapping, I take my time with rapping. I, I, I rap gifts, I rap gifts, gifts pretty well. Yeah, but if it's quantity, he like had magic hands, so like it's not even it's not it's not worth it. Then I would just take take my shot with Eminem. So give me an answer. What do you think? Um, if it's not for quantity, then I'm gonna I'm gonna beat Buddy the Elf. If it's for quantity, no shot. I'm not gonna die. Obviously, I can't out rap him quantity wise. I will just take my chances that Eminem doesn't have any good jokes on white guys. <laughs> so. The, uh, my two favorite answers from uh, from our listeners. So first of all, the poll, um, more than seventy percent <laughs> picked a rap battle with Eminem. They'd rather they'd rather uh, spit lyrics at at Eminem than uh, than try to rap battle. Because people watch Buddy the Elf fire snowballs <laughs> like a cannon. Yeah, my my two favorite answers though. One came from Craig from uh, Take Two podcast. He he actually put a different spin on it. He's saying I'm gonna die no matter what, but I want to choose how I go out. And so he's thinking that if he were to die at the hand, like losing to Buddy the Elf, the last thing he'd be hearing is Buddy the Elf scream singing Deck the Halls. And he's like, that's not a way I want to go out. So he figured if I'm going to die anyway, I'd rather the last thing I hear be like a good beat by Eminem, like a good rap. So it's like he took the musical approach. He's thinking like, what's the last thing I want to be hearing before I die? And he went with, uh, with Slim Shady. But hold on. 
you you would be dying to the sound of Slim Shady slaughtering you with lyrics. Like that's a depressing way to go. Like I, I Buddy was, the Elf, he. I don't know how he's gonna like. I don't know how that one, how you get killed in that situation. But I was gonna correct you and say you wouldn't. It wouldn't be death by lyrics, but I think in this case, it, I think Eminem might kill me with his lyrics. Yeah, I think, I think that's the me. that's in that one. Yeah. So the my my other favorite answer actually came from from your brother-in-law. I didn't tell you this. Oh, really? Uh, Mike Cordry, who does stand-up comedy, which is kind of yeah. kind of pertains to. Uh, yeah, we should have had him on movie. for this episode. That would have been great. Yeah. Would have been a better. We still call. need to have him on the show. People love Mike Cordry. Yeah, I know. I'll so lose my job. His, so his answer to um, <laughs> the rap battle with Eminem or rap battle with Buddy the Elf, he says, "Neither. Um, I don't like my chances in a rap battle with Buddy the Elf or a rap battle with Eminem. The truly insurmountable challenge would be a nap battle with Rodney. <laughs> Literally <laughs> impossible." <laughs> I don't know what a nap battle would be, but your nap game is strong, dude. My nap game is strong. I don't you know if you've seen you it. I'm yawning. I've been, I'm oh, yawning man. right now like crazy. Anytime I look over and there's a movie, like you are out in 15 minutes. Done. <laughs> I think everyone right now is like, wait, does he not finish any of the movies? I don't. That's my question, actually, I think. I don't, I don't know that I have an answer to that. I finished them. Just not always at night. Over four days. (laughs) All right. So at this point in the episode, if you hear music playing, we're not completely signing off just yet. We are going to get into our favorite scenes of the movie. So that can be a little bit spoily. So this is our our fair warning. Hey, if you don't want the movie spoiled, you're going to go watch Don't Think Twice, which we hope you do. Yeah, you definitely should. And you're yawn talking now. Yep. Um, Then then here's your warning. I do like um, some of our listeners recently have tweeted at us and said, what we like to do is listen to the episode up to this point, go watch the movie, and then come back and finish the episode. And I thought that's perfect. That's, yeah. First of all, that's a commitment level beyond anything I could expect. Yeah, right. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, but in that in that regard, why don't you go to downthehallpodcast.com uh, and you can recommend a movie for us. And you can actually scroll down and do that right on the site. Yep. Um, or you can join the, uh, join the conversation around the blog posts. Um, we've had that happen the last few weeks. And in this case, why don't you tell us what would you rather do? Rap battle Buddy the Elf or a rap battle Eminem? You can even write a rap about Rodney and I might read it on the air. That'd be great. Wait, like you're going to read it like what? Like as if you're Eminem? I'll read it on the air about you. Rodney, I, I did um I did something today. It reminded me that there are three things that I'm very good at and maybe only three things. I think it is only three. I'm very good. I went grocery shopping. Okay. Yeah. I'm very, very good. Um, at losing my car in a big parking lot. Um, okay. I'm also very, very good at pretending like I haven't lost my car and just strolling casually as I like frantically look from side to side, but just just moving my eyes. Right. And the third thing that I consider myself. To Are be, you afraid of someone seeing you in the parking lot and like laughing at you? Like what? <laughs> why? Why are you being so like? That's why? Such a fair question. Why are you hiding the fact you're lost? <laughs> I feel the need to stay composed. I feel like if I start to show any sign of of being lost, that I <laughs> like there will be footage of this, and the next time you need a high pressure job, they'll be like, "Oh, sorry, we caught this video of you leaving Market Basket. You were freaked out. Can't have you on this job." I think. Yeah, I don't think I can refute any of that. I think that's exactly what I'm thinking uh, as I'm trying to like calmly find my car. Well, the other thing I find myself being pretty good at is carrying all the groceries in in like one trip. Oh, always. But that's out of necessity. It's like I'm not coming back. Anything nope. I don't bring is just staying in my car yeah. forever. Well, so you start with the it. dairy products and then you work your way. Like what could last the longest in the car? Just, you just keep stringing them on. Yep. Down to the elbows. That's right. You know? Just, just got to dig deep. 
Yeah, just all the way to the elbow. <laughs> I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. All right, man. So you said you didn't really have a favorite scene, but you did have a favorite way that uh, the movie ended for a character. Yeah, well, I guess, I mean, I, I guess inevitably the favorite scene is the very end because there is uh, a funeral that kind of brings all of the friend group back together after an extended time where they, you know, have kind of all gone on to live their own separate lives. Um, you know, after kind of sharing this big collective experience. And I think what I really love about the movie and I, what I really love about this part of the movie is I think it kind of tells that whole story that, you know, regardless of what it is that we choose to pursue, you know, that life does go on, right? Like there are things, there are pursuits, there is there is passion in the other things that we do, even if okay, you know, we didn't end up becoming a professional athlete. We didn't end up becoming, you know, uh, you know, the star of Saturday Night Live. We didn't, that doesn't mean our life is meaningless or it's over, you know? And I think you see, um, despite there being some of that tension still, you see people who have kind of made new decisions with their lives and are, are happy with them. And I think that it's, a, it's an important part of the message. You know, I, I don't think I would ever tell anybody, don't ever give up on your dreams. But I would also say, you know, for anybody who is hitting a point or feeling like, oh, I didn't make it, be like, no, <laughs> you know, redefine, yeah. you know, uh, re look at what it is that you really are passionate about. And, you know, being on Saturday Night Live doesn't necessarily have to be like, that's not necessarily the end bar. You know, right. if if your goal is making people laugh, you know, that doesn't only happen by being that kind of successful. Right. So um, really in any good, case, really good stuff. Um, that's what I think I really liked about that movie. Well, I think the whole movie shows it from start to finish because you, you, you grow to like the group, the group of friends. It's, right. it's, it's not a long movie, so you don't see a ton of character development, but you grow to like and, and appreciate the group of friends. And so you can kind of feel the tension, but also like they're happy for each other, but there's, there is a level of tension. It's like, yeah. Well, we're all kind of on our last legs with this and right. to see you guys like one or two people see some success. Um, and it, it is, it is like, I think what it, at the end of the day, it's, it's questioning identity and, right. and, and purpose and, yeah. and something. Well, I think the tension would be like, okay, well, what if, what if you or I got an offer to then go do something and we're doing the exact same thing that we're doing now right. in the exact same fashion, yeah. except far more you know commercially successful yeah. or you know just a far higher you know an actual paying gig or something like that i think it'd be hard to see that success and not have some moment or some pause and be like wait but why not me we'll have to come back and listen to this episode when uh, you and i are faced with some of these tough decisions down the road i know it will be really hard when uh when i'm like looking at you and saying man why couldn't it have been me right yeah like why couldn't why couldn't it have been me that like you know, had to just like yeah. see you on to success when I like, you know, that would just be easier for me to like yeah. see you on to success instead of the inevitable me yeah. being successful and then having to like deal with you mm -hmm. really jealous. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. like I wouldn't be jealous, but obviously it's going to be you that will be jealous of yeah. me when I'm successful. You know, you do have a great face for radio. That, that was, that was that a, that, that was, was that your Eminem like rap battle line? Dude, I just I just slim shaded you. Slim, just dropped dropped a line. What people couldn't see here is that you use your hands as if slim you were rapping. You. you have your hands, hands in the shape of guns. Gun pointing. Yeah. Sideways for the for the kill. Slim shaded. 
you. Yeah, I uh, I wish everyone could see it because uh, because I'd be skyrocketed to success. Talk about uh, something for radio. That's Rodney. I'm Chet. Thanks again. See you.